0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I tell you what, in the previous episode, we saw where Daniel had just schooled the king. (coughs) Belshazzar. Just gave him a history lesson, right? We're in the fifth chapter. And he told me, he says, you know what? I told him everything that happened with his forefather, Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, but you knew all these things, king. You knew all these things, and you still did not glorify God. And because of that, the very God that knows your life breath, that grants your life breath, that knows all your way, since you have not glorified him, verse 24 says this, then the hand was sent from him, from the most high God, and this inscription was written out. He says, you know what? This writing right here on this wall, and they're looking at it, folks. It's right there. He said, this has come from God. Verse 25, Daniel's still speaking. Now this is the inscription that was written out. And then I think once we see this, you'll see why there's some confusion. Mene, mene, tekel, yufarsin. So it's actually... Uh, Four words, the first two words are the same. Mene, Mene, then another word, Tekel, then another word, Eupharsim. Well, what in the world do those words mean? That's that's what the uh, uh, the struggle had been, okay? Well, let's see what Daniel says. Verse 26. This is the interpretation of the message. Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it. And the word itself self. Uh, and not you know this is sort of it's an Aramaic word. This whole portion of Daniel's in Aramaic, it's a unit of measure. Okay, it actually indicates a weight of gold. So, I Mene, God has numbered your kingdom, and put an end to it. Verse twenty-seven, tokel you have been weighed on the scales, and found deficient. Tekel Literally refers to like a shekel, a, a coin, a unit or something. You've been weighed on the scales. And found the fish, deficient. And then uh, Euphrates, verse 28 says, Perez. So it's a form of it. <coughs> it's like a half a mini. And it says, Your kingdom has been divided and given over to the Medes and Persians. So it's a reference to like half the size of something. So, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Euphrateson. What does it mean? God has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it. You have been weighed on the scales and found deficient. Your kingdom has been divided and given over to the Medes and the Persians. You know, what do you think the king would do? How would he react with this? You know, some kings would just be furious and lop off the head of the one who had brought such a word. Watch what verse 29 says. Then Belshazzar gave orders, and they clothed Daniel with purple, and put a necklace of gold around his neck and issued a proclamation concerning him that now he had authority as a third ruler in the kingdom. That same night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was slain. So Darius, Darius, the Mede, received the kingdom at about the age of 62. (laughs) Wow. Wow. This gives us even more insight to what's happening within the whole thing. Babylon was a mighty city. Not huge by today's standards or anything like that, but it was a great city. It had a wall all the way around it. It literally had a river that went through the middle of it, and the wall was built across the river to protect them from the enemy. An enemy had been outside the walls there for a long period of time. We know this from history from historical accounts and things. And you can actually discern it from things here within the Scripture because it says that same night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was killed. The enemy was outside the walls, folks. I'm having thoughts run through my mind related to this, which I think are pretty good here now. <laughs> Hang on a second. The enemy was outside the wall. The Medes and the Persians were out there. They'd been out there a long time. They were laying siege of the city. What does Belshazzar do? He tries to distract. He tries to draw attention away to something else. He throws a great feast. He throws a great drunken party because they're protected by the wall. Nobody's going to get to them. So let's just party for a while because we got a problem out here, but you know it'll be all right. We'll get through it one way or the other. But God says, no. You know what? Your kingdom is numbered. It's going to be put to an end. You've been found to be deficient. This phraseology right here actually has found itself into our culture. You'll hear that phrase all the time in movies. Wade found wanted, that type of thing. It comes from here. History tells us us this, that that night the city fell without a battle. There were people that were killed. Belshazzar was killed that night. I suspect several of his nobles, if not all the nobles, and all those folks were killed. But the city was large, and they literally underwent a coup and underwent an exchange of kingdoms. And it was days before parts of the city even knew about it. And it was very, very slick and very shrewd because what the Medes had been doing for weeks and weeks and weeks was upriver they'd been digging a canal. They'd been digging a canal. And that night, they breached that canal and they diverted a portion of the river down this canal. Uh, just enough of the river to where a small group of men could uh, uh, raft or boat underneath the wall. They lowered the level of the river. Now, they didn't have to do it to where the river was dried up. As a matter of fact, their problem had been a little suspicious. But they did it all the way down to where they got in under the wall. And then that small little group of men, once they were in the city under the wall, went around, opened the gates, opened the gates, and rushed the army, okay, You would have had a few that would have been killed initially, the guards and stuff like that, but not many. It wasn't this gigantic battle. The city fell without a fight, basically. That's how it's described historically, that it fell without a fight. That very night, Daniel winds up serving in the next administration. Apparently, he wasn't serving in this administration because this arrogant cuss of a king right here didn't want to have anything to do with him and refused to give glory to the God who had done great things to his forefathers and through his forefathers, refused to have anything to do with it. He'd rather praise the God of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood. Now, Belshazzar, he did honor what he said he was going to do. Okay, he did clothe Daniel with purple, gave him a necklace of gold, made him third in the kingdom. Daniel didn't want to have anything to do with it, and it didn't last for very long. Daniel was third in the kingdom for a couple hours. That was the balance of that night. And then Darius, the Mede, received the kingdom. A very, very intriguing story right here and a word of warning for us because let me tell you, folks, there's many within the body of Christ that are sitting there just partying and partying and (coughs) partying, carrying on because, you know, we got walls around us. Nothing will affect us. Nothing will happen to us. While the enemy is out there, rather than being sequestered away in walls, we should be outside the walls confronting the powers of darkness, bringing in those into the kingdom that the Lord has called. There's a picture of us as the body of Christ partying as Belshazzar was with his thousand nobles, and we should not be doing this. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you on next episode.